Hi. Hi. Save it low. Work Bring it, it up, up slow. slow. Move it all around. <laughs> like your back, bro. <laughs> My microphone is still, it's dipping low. <laughs> it continues to dip low, and I'm going to work it up slow. Yes. So I can pop, pop, <laughs> pop that thing. You're going to show me how to make your man say, uh, uh, Yeah. I'll show you how to make something. I forget okay. how old I was when I heard that song, but I remember thinking, doing, any, doing anything <laughs> with your back breaking can't be good. Can't be good. That can't be healthy for you. No, can't be good. As a as a person with knee troubles, it's, <laughs> that's like the last thing you want when that you're. Does not sound thrilling at no. all. No. Um. So I, before we get into our itinerary today, hi Josephine. Hi Miss Wendy. How you be? I be good. Good. I haven't seen you in an age. I know. We only saw each other why just the other night. Yes. Um, we are playing a little touch of catch up with yes. our arts time of the month. We had two times of the month this month. I know <laughs> because we had to skip in April. So mm-hmm. we're catching up on an April and a May in quick succession. Yes. In close succession. And you know what? You have two that you get to listen to. So there you go. There you go. Enjoy. You're welcome. And April was a bomb episode. April was a fucking beast of art, you was. Yeah. Guys, it was a real heavy flow. Um, I want to start May by thanking you for sending me this article entitled, Becoming a Believer at Beyonce Mass. Yes. <laughs> and this whole article about Grace Cathedral in San Francisco, Beyonce Mass includes everything from a choir's rendition of Survivor to sermons inspired by Queen Bay's lyrics. Yes. Preach, y'all. So, um, can you just imagine that was the, my like, day? Can you just imagine the like the the just em- the emotional like choir soloist that's like, if I ain't got nothing, uh. I. God, you! And like pointing up to, to Jesus. Jesus. Yes. Straight to Jesus. Yes. Yes. Uh, I don't know about Make Love to Me because it's like that's later um, in the song. But you know what? It's fine. Either way, I mean, Grace Church, you're doing God's work. Yes, yeah, so go washed in the blood. God's work with Beyonce. Yeah. Um, so let's talk May because while there are fewer itinerary items, they're locked and loaded. Yeah. Are you ready? I am ready. That's to a whoopee this bitch right now. Whoopee girl. On our agenda today. Call me Megan McCain. <laughs> <laughs> Can I call you? No. What am I? I'm thinking of the talk, the one where. Oh, with uh, Aisha Tyler and um, uh, what's her name? Sherry Shepard. And... No, maybe she is on The View now. The one who used to be a part of that like 3D girls group, whatever. You know what I'm talking about? 3LW? Maybe 3LW? Is it... Um, What's her name? Is it Adrian Bylon? Yes. <laughs> is she on The View or on The Talk or on The What or on The Chat or She's the what? on one of those. One of them. Yeah. I like... Rob you- Kardashian's ex, ex-girlfriend. Correct. Yes. Correct. I lived for her yeah. when she was in that group. And I love that you Getting a little tired knew- of your broken promises, promises, looking at your pages, singing different numbers. This is numbers. why you're in my life. Yeah. This is why you and I are queens. So... Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, Adrian Bailan. Yes. This one goes out for you. All right. This this goes out to you. Uh, here's our itinerary. So, if I'm whoopieing this, then you're going to be the Adrian Bailan. Okay. This. Okay, there you go. Um, <laughs> Just like non-sequiturs about dating a Kardashian? Like, Correct. Okay. Correct. Yes, definitely. Um, 
the Tony nominations. <gasps> Tony, 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 Tony. Uh, the Met Gala. <gasps> the first Monday in May, y'all. I mean, slay me dead. And then the Royal Wedding. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we have so much. And then... Dancing with the Stars, <laughs> Athletes Edition. Wow, this this is a packed. Mo- this is so packed. I'm telling you, locked in lo- again. Yeah. My microphone is dipping it low. Oh, bringing it up. I'm slow. gonna work it up slow. Yes. Later. We gotta tighten everything up. If you're lucky, I'll pop, pop, pop that time. <laughs> I just in that music video, I just keep thinking about the like the shirtless. Just juiciest black man. Like I don't even remember the video. I just know that she was like covered in oil, and there was this guy that was parading her around like he was selling her, but he <laughs> looked like he was the one for sale. <laughs> it was I know I shouldn't talk about black bodies that way, but you know mm-hmm. I. But I just remember when that song came out. I was working with um, a group of teenagers. And they were like singing it at rehearsal and like dropping it uh, to the floor. And I was like, what did you just do? Go wash your mouth out with soap. <laughs> I was Good dipping Lord. it low. You keep your knees together <laughs> and eyes to God. My goodness. Okay. Let's, ah! <laughs> let's talk Tony's. All right. Listen, y'all, this is this is our night. I Oscars are a really big night in my life. In recent years, I've gotten real into the Tony Awards. Mm-hmm. Now, I grew up in New York theater. I don't know why I've ever not, like, I've, I haven't cared as much about the Tonys as I have about the other award shows, but we really watch the Tonys for the performances. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> there are some amazing yeah. performances, and the Tonys are a great way for people who, who don't get to see New York theater see snippets of what New York theater looks like and the scope and the scale of what New York theater can do. So, um, Tony nominations, y'all. We had, um, Cursed Child. We had Mean Girls. We had SpongeBob. (laughs) She said with the best look on her face. The the fuck? Uh, Anyway... I respect to SpongeBob because here's the thing. I don't give a fuck about Mm -hmm. SpongeBob SquarePants. But every time I hear a song from that track, from that album on Sirius XM radio plug. um, (laughs) The Broadway channel. Broadway 72. um, Every time I hear one song, I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is kind of catchy. And then I look and it's fucking SpongeBob. I don't. I don't know. And then if you look at like the uh, the nominees and, and who the composers are per album and per show nominees, the roster, like for most of the nominated shows, it's like two or three artists that wrote the music and book and lyrics for that show, right? SpongeBob is a roster of musicians that we all know and love mm-hmm. who have like an amazing catalog of music. So it's actually like a really impressive songbook. Yeah. It takes a village. <laughs> I guess so. Um, to bring fucking SpongeBob to a stage. What the fuck? I know. And yeah, so like the Tonys, right? So growing up, growing up in an island in the What's Pacific. Your with the Tonys? Tell oh me my about God. It. Growing up on an island in the middle of the Pacific. Like the little Tony, gay Joe. Little gay Joe. Little gay Joe. <laughs> little gay Joe. Um, yeah, it was. 
the Tonys was like, oh, wow, what's going on? I remember the first, the first Tony Awards I remember watching was for, were we on, where was it? When was Contact and Moving Out? Oh, that was like in the late 90s. Yeah. So Contact and Moving Out were like the performances. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's going on there? Oh, Bright Lights. Like James Corden did that opening sequence on the Hamilton Tonys mm-hmm. where he was like, oh, the kids. And they're like, and I'm like, yeah, that was me. That was me like, oh, mm-hmm. theater could be things. That's what I, I love about the Tony. And I just kind of weep for hours while watching it because it's so much about honoring that, about mm-hmm. honoring like, what theater did for us as kids and growing up and like the people who are on Broadway right now, like that shit is so hard. (laughs) Yeah. The stamina it takes to do eight shows a week for months and months and months and sometimes years. It is so hard and often not as lucrative as we think it might be. And the people who are on Broadway are like, every day grateful that they're on Broadway because they grew up like that fancy kid who was like, I want to do that one day. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's so meaningful. And I think that like, you know, the representation factor is so important and yeah. I, God, I love it. Like, I love I th- it so much. I like think about, I think about people like Leia Salonga, mm-hmm. you know, I think about people who came, who we know them, their names, we mm-hmm. know them from thing. They have a following. Yeah. And yet, you know, she's in the show. Like <laughs> she's doing, yeah. she's right there doing eight days a week, like everything else. Like yeah, at the, up. at the end of the day, they're, they're, they're in their family. Like that's, they're, they're in it with them. For, and that's the community of, of yeah. live theater, which is, you know, we all know and love. Yeah. But I lo- and I love that like the opening production in recent years, I'd say in the last 10 years or so, the opening production numbers of the Tonys have become that. Mm-hmm. It's become this like honoring of like that kid, like you could be here one day too. And like, ugh, and it's just so big and there's such a sense of occasion and, and celebration and grandeur yeah. when it comes to the Tony Awards also too. The Tony Awards happen on a Sunday night after all of these fools have finished their Sunday matinee show. So, like, they've already worked that day and then gotten the bus to head over to Radio City and do it all again that night and be present for an award show. So it's a grueling fucking week. Yeah. And it's a grueling end to the week, but also, like, such a celebration of this art and this field. And it's so great. So Tony nominations came out. It was a real big deal. Mm-hmm. There were lots of like Tina Fey got nominated, you know, just for for sneezing. And <laughs> yes. I mean, they were like, oh, you're Tina Fey. Here, have all of our money and Tony's. And there you go. Okay. Um, and it's going to be exciting. What didn't get nominated <laughs> <laughs> was Escape to Margaritaville. Oh, no. Are we sad about that? I mean... I think the only thing is that it was, it's a San Diego show. It started here. But You know what that tells me? <laughs> <laughs> Joe. Ooh, it's so cold under this oh, shade. Oh, shade. Oh, the shade of it all. It tells me that San Diego was fucking stupid for trying to make a musical about Jimmy Buffett in the first place. <laughs> and then even stupider for fucking sending it to New York and putting our name on it. I'm sorry, but no. We just did, like, come from away. You know, like, Christopher Ashley just won. Yes. Yeah. 
I mean, right now, La Jolla Playhouse has this amazing reputation and this amazing connection to the work we're producing here and then putting directly on Broadway. And that's wonderful. But that does not mean that everything you produce should go to New York. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. Escape to Margaritaville was a fucking shit show Where like parrot heads were walking into La Jolla Playhouse Which is a really prestigious theater In like flip flops and floral shirts And singing along in the audience And then like the stuffy stuffs at uh, at the Playhouse were like um, But this is a theater and you need to show up respectfully And enjoy the show And it's like you can't ask that of parrot head like, Exactly um, Escape to Margaritaville is like the Playhouse's next Jersey Boys. Like it's going to play at the Tropicana. <laughs> I don't think so. Forever. I don't think it's going to be. Um, you don't think it's going to go like. No, no. Jersey Boys, when I, because uh, I saw Jersey Boys when it opened at the Playhouse. Mm-hmm. And even then, like, yes, it's a kitschy niche market. But it's also like nostalgia and Jersey Boys honored this like space and time that was. It, that was magical mm-hmm. and and it did something for generations of families and people mm-hmm. who grew up in Jersey and I it, G- Jersey Boys was so much fun to mm-hmm. watch on stage and so when it went to New York it was a really big success and now it has sitting shows in Vegas and all over and touring and all that so like I think Jersey Boys was was uh, a show that had longevity for a very good reason. I think Escape to Margaritaville is stupid. <laughs> I didn't think that he I, had a yeah. big enough catalog in order to like have absolutely not. You know, absolutely I, I, I don't not. think Alba has a big enough catalog to have a second movie. So like uh, correct. Well, you had Mamma Mia. <laughs> yeah. Be grateful. Yeah. Sit down. Go to bed. Yeah. Enough. <laughs> I mean, not every artist needs a fucking show. No. <sighs> There, I've said my piece. That anyway. being said, we have the Donna Summer musical on again, Broadway right now. <laughs> again. Does that merit a whole show? I don't know. I mean, I heard like eh, things about it. Mm-hmm. LaShawn's got a nomination. Ariana DeBose got a nomination. Cool. Great. I don't think that show's going to last much longer. And I think that if those two artists don't win a Tony, which... I don't think they will, given who they're compared, who they're nominated with. Yeah. Um, I think that once that show doesn't win the Tonys, it's expected to, it'll close pretty shortly after that. Yeah. Uh, Haley Kilgore is my pick for, um, she's, uh, she plays uh, Timun on uh, Once on the Island. Uh-huh. That would be a really exciting win because it's her Broadway debut. And it's she's, her, yeah. she Broadway debut at 18 and mm-hmm. she's 19 now. And, uh, she's like an, she was yeah. like an, almost an unknown. Complete unknown. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm pulling for, t- I'm pulling for Haley Kilgore. I'm pulling for Michael Arden for, um, director. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he was nominated two years ago and I really would love him to get another. What was he nominated for two years ago? Spring Awakening. Oh, Spring Awakening. Got it, got it, got it, yeah, yeah. Or the, you know, with the deaf and all the that deaf stuff. West production. Yeah, the deaf yeah, West production. Got it. Mm-hmm. So he was attached to that when they were in like their storefront, mm-hmm. you know, and then it, when it moved to Beverly Hills and then to Broadway, but he, his project right after that was, uh, uh, once on this Island. Mm. And I love, I love Michael Larden. I've met him. Uh, I met him when I went through the stage door, um, at, the at the Deaf West production mm, and okay. I, and he was there and I was talking to um this woman who I met that night I wouldn't I wouldn't go so far to say as we're friends because we are like I just met her that one time 
but her name's Jen. She has, uh, I'm just plugging it. She has scenery bags on Instagram. Yes. Which I'm totally obsessed with now. Yes. I want to buy one for like everyone at Christmas. Buy yourself a scenery bag. They're bags. They're really well-made bags. Uh, hair suit, I dare say bags, uh, made from backdrops that were used in actual stage productions, either on Broadway or in regional theaters around the country. So she is recycling them. It's good for the environment, but also these bags are snatched. They are so good. They're cute. And some of them are like sparkly and some of them mm-hmm. have tassels. And and I love like the history and like you get a tag with them that says which show it came from and where. And, yeah. and that's so cool. So that's Jen. So she was a stage manager on um, The Spring Awakening. And um, oh, I didn't realize that. Yes, oh, okay. she was stage manager of Spring Awakening. And so then um, went through the stage door, met her, and then not like six feet away from me was Michael Arden. And I was like, Jen, is that Michael Arden? And she's like, Yeah. I was like, and I was like, Can do you want to meet him? And I'm like, Yeah, can I meet him? Yes, please. <laughs> so I, you know, I always I'm I'm weird when it comes to I'm not weird with celebrities who I don't care about. I'm weird with celebrities where I know where I care about like them. Your body of work is yeah. impressive to me. Your yeah. body of work is impressive, yeah. or like the last few things, like I'm starting to get to know you, the last few things are done. So like with Michael Arden, it was just I was trying not to be a bumbling idiot. I was mm-hmm. just trying not to be like, oh, and, mm-hmm. and you're so, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Gonna, <laughs> so, but yes, that's, yeah. I'm, I'm pulling for him for uh, best director. Awesome. Uh, I'm really pulling for the Harry Potter actors and not because I'm a Potterphile, but is that what it's called? A Potterphile? Potter, um, Potter, Potterhead. Potterhead. I mean, for Potterhead. you, for you, a Potterphile. I don't, whatever. Whatever <laughs> for everyone else, I am, whatever's. Um, I saw Cursed Child in London when it opened uh, a year and a half ago. And when I saw it there, I was like, these actors are amazing. And I was specifically the woman who plays Hermione Mm -hmm. and uh, the actor who plays Scorpius Mm -hmm. Malfoy, Draco's son. Uh, Those two actors, I was like, they're fucking amazing. And, And also seeing that show is an all day marathon because you see it in two parts, which is like part one is a full length play matinee parts one and two and then parts no lies. Yeah. So act one and two of part one and then you move into act three and four of part two, uh, which is the evening show. So it's a full day of theater. It's a huge undertaking, but like it flies by and the whole time I was sitting there just thinking like they are, bananas good like they are so phenomenal and then they went on to win the olivier awards Mm -hmm. that year uh and then that original cast moved to new york so the london company right now is on their third cast of harry potter's i think they switch out the cast yearly um but the original london cast is sitting in new york right now and they are nominated my brother is trying to facetime me right now and sorry you're gonna have to wait robert um, so but listen to the show, but l- please listen out. though. Shout out. Um, so the, um, yeah. So they won the Olivier awards. They're sitting in New York right now. And I'm like, those are my picks for those categories. It has to be, yeah. they're just that good. And granted they're up against angels in America. They were also up against them in London for the Olivier Awards yeah. that same year, weren't they? Yeah, because Angels in America, this production is from, I think, the National Theaters. It is, uh, yeah. yeah. But I'm wondering if it was the same year or if it was a year after. I'm not sure. 
Mm, might have been the year after. It might have been. Because you saw it when, 16? Yes. December of, no, was it December of 15? No, no, no. It was December 16. 16. And yeah. I saw it in no- November. November of 16, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Could be. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's, uh, Tony Awards are coming. We're, I'm just going to sing all the musicals at you. I know. So. I was just like, I'm like here. I'm like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, guys. Maria. Tis the season. Tis the big gay season of Tony's. Get it. Get on up. About to sing everything at your face. Ah. All right. Let's talk about Met Gala. Oh. The first Monday in May. Hey, Anna Wintour. Anna Wintour. How you be? Anna Wintour. Um, so let's talk about the theme this year. Do you have it? Do you have it pulled? Um, it's something to do with God and Jesus. It's um, <laughs> it's heavenly bodies. Heavenly bodies. Heavenly bodies exploring the like Roman Catholic sensibility or some something yeah. like that. Yeah. What did I just do? I think I Met just... Gala theme. Let's come on, Siri. Oh no! I think I just erased my whole list of things that we have to talk about. Oh no! Oh no! Shoot. All right, let me figure it out. Oh, shake your phone. And then it'll say undo. Yes. Okay. Because I'm kind of Asian and I know things. (laughs) Yes, heavenly bodies, fashion and the Catholic imagination. That is some gay shit. Yeah. Shoot, I think I undid it too many times. Damn it. Okay. Talk about the Met Gala. What were the dresses you liked? Um, the dresses I liked? I don't know. Uh, as far as like dresses that I actually liked, I um, wasn't really there for any of the gowns. Like I wasn't really there for them. I didn't particularly... I thought Rihanna slayed, but I didn't particularly... Compared to like other... Like uh, other dresses that she had, especially the one that's featured in the actual show, mm-hmm. um, in the actual movie, uh, first Monday in May, um, or first whatever it is in May. Uh, I was more there for the men's fashion. I was there for Chadwick Boseman. Mm. I was there for, I mean, I'm going to say men's fashion, but Lena Waithe mm-hmm. with her like, you know, super, her like pride cloak that looked like she looked like a fucking cardinal. She sure did. And it was great. Like she I was, was like, there for I am the fashion. Technicolor dream coat. Yes. 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 And mm-hmm. then you have people like Nick Jonas and Sean Mendez who just like kind of don't go on theme. Just showed up. They yeah. just showed up and, you know, wearing Hugo Boss or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was really more there for like Chadwick Boseman. I was there for some Lena Waithe. Um, yeah. I was there for Cynthia Rivo. Ooh. Cynthia okay. Rivo wore this beautiful, like plum purple velvet gown to the floor that was so bare chested. And it was like the um like a crisscross in the front. Yeah. That covered her breasts, but then there was definitely like a, a large keyhole, like on her stomach. So it was it was very uh like she was very bare chested. But her nails were, I, uh, yeah, 
Describe my face when I talk about her nails. You you can you can barely talk. <laughs> like first they She's were like your breath away. nails for days. They were like claws that were like extra long and pointy. Mm-hmm. And every one of them had like Catholic symbolism on them. And there were chains that like connected her nails. And I, like, I mean, just the stunning, stunning. And her face was bejeweled. Mm-hmm. She had like jeweled eyebrows. And I was like, can I have jeweled eyebrows every day? Yeah. Cause I want to do that on like a Thursday. Yeah. I feel like I can. She's bringing back jeweled eyebrows. I mean, I don't know if they ever left. I, I think I'm going to do it. Just saying. I feel like I have to. I need to be there when you do. I really do. Trust and believe it'll be all over. It'll be headline news. Um, who else did we? Um, who, did, who do we not like? I'm bringing up some Met Gala images for us to crucify. Um, let's see. I, <laughs> I get it. Catholic. Yeah, yeah. Um, Madonna was, I expected a little bit more from Madonna. I mean, I am saying that knowing full well that like her outfit was pretty, uh, was still pretty, um, still pretty extravagant, but I will say that I was expecting a little bit more because her name is Madonna. She's, she's, if there's anyone who like should have slayed the idea of fashion and Catholic imagination, it should have been Madonna for God's sakes. I'm going to go ahead and push back on you there. Okay, push, girl. I'm going to push because... Push it real good, girl. Push it real good. I have to say that I think that Madonna always nails the Met Gala. Mm -hmm. And I think she, like, just always gets it right because I think that the Met Gala is exactly her venue. You know, it's exactly where her weirdness and newly British and like, you know, like all of the things that make Madonna ridiculous, but also iconic. That's exactly the place she needs to live at the Met Gala all the time. So, um, I kind of loved that. Um, I feel like this, this image search is not what I'm looking for. Oh, let's talk about Cardi B. Oh, okay. I was like here for all of the headpieces that were like, the full Virgin Mary of Guadalupe, mm. like the full like Sunray headpiece gala. I thought that Sarah Jessica Parker was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, her like <laughs> what was actually the best incarnation of her um, of her headpiece was Tom Lank on Instagram, who uh-huh. is he. Um, he's an actor. He's a comedian, but he also does. Uh, he makes these Lank. Uh, Look, links, uh, Lank looks for less is what he calls it. Uh-huh. And he did, he made his own like cockamamie version of that headpiece that was awesome. It had like old toys in it, and it, from afar, it looked like a really great thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, Priyanka Chopra looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She had that like gorgeous kind of headdress that was very like Lady Madonna. Uh, and it wasn't like a headpiece that extended up, but it was almost very demure, almost like a habit, you know, mm-hmm. um, stunning. Um, I thought that Frances McDormand looked fucking ridiculous. She had that weird like halo of blue birds like encircling her face. Yeah. And I just, Frances. Come on, come on, girl. You're so weird. And I kind of love it, but you're weird. I loved Rihanna's Pope look on the on the carpet. I loved it. I'm there for the miter. Like, I'm there for the hat. Like, 
Yeah. I was like, you, I love it when people just like take it there, you know? Yeah. Like I was really there. Like uh, I think it was either last year or the year before Zayn Malik had, I think the, it was like Ex Machina was a theme and he came and he had like, he was wearing this very great tux, but he had like a full like metal robotic arm. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I, people banned him and I'm like, I actually really like that. I think that's a way to, yeah. you know, bring it in. Uh, I can't believe they invited Lena Dunham again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm looking at Madonna from this year, and I thought she looked fucking awesome. Um, Solange looked dope. Who there else? was a lot of black excellence at the There at was the Met Gala. so much black excellence. Yeah. Really, really great. Um, the Olsen twins. I Are you done yet? No. I'm done with the Olsen twins. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, Met Gala, Catholicism. All right. Love it. Leave it. Cool. Done. Um, okay. I think I've recovered my last, I think. Okay. Damn it, technology. Um, the royal wedding. Oh. Oh. His <sighs> majesty, Prince w- Harry. First of all, Harry. Mm. Who, I mean, let's be real. He's Diana's bastard child. You, th- what? At let's be real, Diana fucked a tennis player. And then there was Harry. Hold on, I don't know this. You need, you need the. I need the tea from this. <laughs> I mean, come on. This is me with my like British family tree conspiracy theories. You are shaking your gay face at me. I like, have how no... dare I besmirch the house of, <laughs> of Windsor. Windsor? But well, no, listen. because there's there's an interview with someone who's who I forget. I I watched this interview with someone who. When Harry was born, uh-huh. Charles looked at him, saw the red hair, and was like, oh, he looks like a Spencer. Sure. It- um, <laughs> what I'm going to say is this. Diana, God. posthumously, it has been revealed. And granted, she was the people's princess, mm-hmm. as we know, and did so much for charity. Yeah. At the end of the day, she was a woman. <laughs> And she was flawed and insecure, and she struggled with a number of mental health issues and eating disorders and and insecurities, et cetera, et cetera. If you look at her life post-Charles, because Charles had Camilla at his wedding to Diana, which is so like, what the fuck? I would have walked the fuck out. Anyway. So apparently, like, he was cheating on her throughout their entire marriage. So when they split, Diana, like, went on her fun spree, got with everyone, right? She was in love and love and love with this other, with this doctor who was in, like, Saudi Arabia or something like that. And she was using all of these other men to, like, get his attention because he couldn't marry her he couldn't marry outside of his religion and outside of his culture and diana was heartbroken about that so she was using all of these other men dodi fayed was like a pawn in this and at the time i remember like very very clearly that like in 97 everybody was like oh they were so in love and if you go into harrods there's like the tackiest sculpture of Diana and Dodi Fayed like releasing <laughs> doves into the air. It's like so tacky. But that was the narrative was that it was Diana and Dodi Fayed. They were like in love. No, they weren't. Dodi Fayed was someone she was like using that night to like get this doctor's attention. 
So anyway, it was rumored for years that Diana had like an affair with like a tennis player or something like that or whatever. And that is why Harry and William look nothing alike. They really don't. Not to say that I don't love Harry, even though he dressed up like a Nazi one year for Halloween. Yeah. Let's not forget that. Let us not forget Nazi Harry. Let's not forget it. Never forget. (laughs) Never forget. Never forget Nazi Harry. But then Nazi Harry went on to marry a black princess. So holler. What up, Meghan Markle? A half black American model slash actress. That's right. I am here for it. Okay. So let's talk about the royal wedding. Hold on. Did you watch the Lifetime original movie about this? Let me tell you my feelings about this. I did not watch the Lifetime original movie, though I know that it's on demand and I could watch it like right now if I needed to. However, I definitely believe wholeheartedly that somewhere in the world, Meghan Markle was like popping her jiffy pop and was like, Harry, get in here. We're watching this movie about ourselves right now. Because trust and believe that if I was Meghan Markle, I would be all about that shit. I'd be one, I would want to know exactly how they played me, who was playing me, what they dressed me in, what they think my life is like. I, I'm here for it, all of it. So I really believe that Meghan and Harry somewhere were watching the Meghan and Harry story. They're like in Kensington Palace. Fuck yes, 100%. I would love it if it was like Meghan Markle and Harry... And William and Kate, and they're mm-hmm. in like they're like in this like downstairs room. And what if they had a marathon Palace. of their lifetime movies? Exactly, yes. they did like their lifetime movie, and they did their lifetime movie, 100%. and then they watched The Crown. <laughs> it was like Harry, watch, watch Grandmama. <laughs> Look at Grandpapa's ass. I yeah. love it so bad. So bad. Oh, my God. Okay, so the wedding. The wedding. I did not wake up at four in the morning to watch the wedding because. I am a human being. (laughs) (laughs) Because sometimes. Who likes sleep. So I did wake up early. I woke up at like seven to make a large breakfast and like promptly turn on my recording of the wedding. So I recorded it on two channels. I recorded it on PBS and then on CNN. I'm really, really glad that I recorded the PBS one because CNS was CNN was full of like a thousand like like inlaid like newscaster boxes and like the running ticker tape across like the bottom of the screen and X, Y, and Z. And PBS was like none of that shit. It was just like, look at the people walking into the church. <laughs> this is Windsor Castle. Join me on the couch. <laughs> what do you think of the dress? Like it was so chill. And it was just like, just let me watch it. And that was it. There was no commentary, no crazy commercials. Like, that was it. It was amazing. So, did you watch it? I didn't watch it early either. My parents did. Okay. And um, they, there we made a full English breakfast. <gasps> Your parents did? Yeah. At four in the morning? Um, no. I, they, it when was like when I woke up. That mm-hmm. well, like uh, They watched it and then they made the breakfast. Did but, they watch uh, it again with you when you watched it? No, I watched it on my phone. I watched it on uh, see, uh, YouTube. Had the whole thing for free. on, <gasps> oh. on uh, And it was almost, it sounded like it was a PBS one because it was just completely uninterrupted. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was, yeah. I, and that's how I watched it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh. 
there's so many things I want to know yeah. about the Royals. I so many things. Uh. I want to know what constitutes getting a ticket to like the inner chamber. Yes. And what constitutes getting a seat with the Beckhams in like the second bullshit outer chamber. Yes. Like, I want to know why Serena Williams and her husband are sitting up there next to Oprah right behind the queen when David fucking Beckham and like, British royalty, James Corden and his wife, who hosted the reception, they're sitting in the outer chamber. How does that happen? Yeah. Who do you have to blow to get a good seat? Yeah. Come on. You had like, and then you had like George and Amal Clooney. How did they get the good seat? But like right by the door. Like, (laughs) I know. (laughs) They were just like, they just made it. I think (laughs) what they wanted to do was they were like, Let's paint a picture of interracial marriages. So let's put let's that put tracks though. George and Amal. Yes. Right there behind Prince Philip. And then let's put Serena and her husband Alex. Alex or Alexis or uh, Alexis, yeah. but I'm sure she probably says Alex. Sure. Whatever, yeah. right? So let's have like the examples of interracial love that we approve of. Mm-hmm. Right here with us, sitting behind the royal family. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's maybe had something to do with it. But also, Amal Clooney was head to toe flawless. God, Amal, I was like, yes, hat. Flawless in Marigold, yes. girl. So good. And George was looking good. George was looking his age. George always looks good. No. I can't, I'm sorry. I'm always Really? Gonna, I am always going to be here for George. I got it for him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yes. I, I thought about that. I'm like, yeah, there... And, uh, Fergie was not Fergie was at the ceremony, but I don't think she was invited to the reception. Uh huh. And but yeah, I was like, what? Uh, who? And, and I also wonder a lot with that how much say she had, how much say the bride had at her wedding, mm-hmm. and how much, and also how much she really got to be ex- like really got to have what she wanted, but blamed it on oh. <laughs> I know. The, the Sorry, palace. I couldn't invite you. The queen wouldn't let me. <laughs> Protocol, really? She's like, thank God I didn't have to invite that bitch. I yeah, exactly. It's yes. like, I can't invite you, auntie. I'm sorry. Yes. Like, my mother-in-law, my grandmama, totally, you know. Totally, Oh, wait, no, I didn't. I didn't delete my list. I just scrolled down. Oh. Yay. <laughs> I, I am rapidly becoming my mother, y'all. I sorry love about you. it. Um, um, okay, we have to talk about... Uh, Meghan Markle's mother. He couldn't. He couldn't shave. That was my thing. He's like he couldn't shave. Who? Uh, Harry. He just couldn't. Well, I mean, I do like a scruffy ginger. So. So, Harry right now is just the free ticket. Like he's <laughs> the ticket in to the family right now. But in terms of the royal wedding, Harry is the free gift with purchase. We were really here for Meghan and. The celebrities. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So. So let's talk about Doria. We need to talk about, I want to I say queen mother, but she. <laughs> <laughs> um, mother Mark, well, not Mother Markle, whatever her name is. Doria, Doria. I mean, there was so much power in that, in the fact that she was a single black woman showing up for her daughter and sitting alone in a church as the only black woman in that church, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, the only like single black woman in that church, but <laughs> other than Oprah. Yes. Let's, and let's I'm like, forget. listen, why can't you sit Megan's mother 
with Oprah. Yeah. Put Oprah with her mom. I mean... If Oprah's good at one thing, it is like holding the hand of an emotional black Oprah woman. Oprah <laughs> will hold your hand. Oprah will be the best date you ever yeah. needed. Yeah. I mean, sit her next to Megan's mom. So there was that, but there was... I've read a lot of articles about like the power of just the visual of her mother sitting there solo and her reactions to the reverend and like reacting to the music in ways that like the white side of the chapel was, you know, like yeah. totally stiff and uncomfortable. Yeah, very like, solemn and cross. Exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, I just thought it was, it was so powerful for, for everybody really to see what, you know, all families look like, yeah. you know, yeah. and like single parent families and single, proud, hardworking, amazing, strong women raising mm-hmm. amazing babies who go on to marry princes. Yeah. Go ahead. There you go. Uh, my mom was very, she had a lot to say. Not a lot, but she. Tell me what mama said. Mama said, like, her whole thing was like, Char- she's like, Charles is being so nice. <laughs> <laughs> It was like Charles walked walked the door. Meanwhile, Camilla was wearing like a wreath of toilet paper on her head. I'm like, Camilla, get it together. You already broke up one royal marriage. Get it together. I mean, you know, fitting for the shit that she is, right? Just all toilet paper. But yeah, she was like, you know, and Charles, uh, he's being so nice. He's like Prince Charles. Like he, you know, he walked her in and into the church, and then he walked Megan down the aisle, and he was like, she was commenting about how like I was like. Mom, have do you know a bastard side of Prince Charles? <laughs> she that, does. Like, I, I I loved that symbolism too, that Megan walked herself down the aisle and met her now father-in-law mm-hmm. halfway. Yeah. I like that was powerful that her own father wasn't there, A, because of this scandal. And I'm not even sure what that was about, do you? I I know that he he had paid he had accepted mon- compensation for pictures or something, which apparently is not like uh-huh. it's not something they do. But I also, but see, that's why I think like the father and some other half relatives were are people where it's like, yo, I couldn't invite you, you know. Sorry about it. Yeah, Royal sorry about policy, it. Sorry. Exactly. You know, like because yeah. like you know, they probably wanted to invite Barack and Michelle, but they just mm-hmm. had to have a no world leaders, no politicians sure. rule because. You know, yeah. you can't invite... Because it wasn't a state event. It was a daytime wedding. Yeah. It was casual daytime spring attire, whatever. Um, God, I loved it. Um, so again, I thought that there was just such such amazing examples of like strength and strong single women, like women taking care of their own selves in this wedding. And there was so much blackness in this way. Can we talk about the blackness? Oh, God, it was black as fuck. It was great. I was so here for it. I was like, let's bring black into Windsor Castle. Yes. Yes. The reverends. I was like, yes, mention slavery again. Yes. Talk about Martin Luther King again. Bring up Dr. King again. Oh, you want to talk about slavery again? Do it. Go. All of the royal white people were like, sinking into their own white pasty shoulders. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of lovely to see. Yeah. I was like, good, make them uncomfortable. It's okay. You know that Martin was in heaven all like, preach, preacher! Yes! <laughs> Just like, holy spirit! Oh my God, I loved it so much. 
the gospel choir that sang Stand By Me. Now, I don't really like the song Stand By Me, but I loved that version of it. I thought it was so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and God, in that church, it just sounded incredible. Oh yeah, that the music in that church, it was like, how could you, how could you not just like ball? I mean, from the front, <laughs> from the front half. If you, if you had good seats, if you had good I seats. Mean. <laughs> if you're in the back half trying to just figure out what's going on, if you blew someone and you got a good seat, yeah. or if you married interracially and had a good seat. But you <laughs> know what? It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's fine though, because uh, cheap seat people did get some blackness with the cello player. So you know we're. So let's talk about the cello. Yes, tell me. Um, he's a young kid. He's nineteen. Yeah. I don't know his name. Do you want to do a quick search? I will on do that? a quick search on the cello. Do a quick searchy search on that. I'm just gonna be like black cello player. So he comes out and he stands like right in the partition between the good seats and the cheap seats. Right. <laughs> this is where um, he sets up with his cello, and I heard that he was hired per Megan's request. But then later I heard, no, Harry was the one who sought him out and hired him for the ceremony. Either way, mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah. So wonderful. Do you know his name? Yes. It's uh, Sheku Kene, Ma- Kene Mason. Yeah. 19 years old. BBC's Young Musician of the Year in 2016. This was the first wedding he had ever been invited to. Ever? Yeah. Well, every other wedding is going to fucking suck after this for you. Sorry. You're going to have like a cheap chicken dinner. Yeah. Otherwise. <laughs> You're going to have like, you know. A You're going to have a plate of bad fish. God. A <laughs> plate, a piece of dry cake. Sorry about it. Yeah. Anyway, this wedding <laughs> was way to start high, dude. Yeah. Everything else is going to be a letdown from here. But um, so at the the point of ceremony where it was uh, kind of the boring part where the bride and groom have to go to the back with their witnesses and sign the paperwork and do all that stuff. And I think like privately do their vows or something like that. Um, Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, consummate it publicly for other people. Yeah. Um, They put on their like, (laughs) their veils, (laughs) they put on their masks and they watch. Yes. (laughs) So during that time, (laughs) you're so awful. I'm sorry. I was just like, you know, why they, did you turn it into like soft porn? <laughs> no, I was like, you know, when they go to the back and fuck, like, <laughs> <laughs> you made it there. Ew. Sorry. Took it there. <laughs> it's crazy. Everyone stop listening now. And we're done. Uh, good night, guys. Um, so, uh, after like during that part, like I remember during William and Kate's wedding, that part was just like real boring and stale. And it was like, Wah, wah. And I think that there was maybe some like chamber music playing somewhere, but it sounded like something Latin and boring or whatever. No. This felt like while whatever was happening behind closed doors, this felt so intimate and special and lovely and unique. And he played Ave Maria and he played, uh, I think, two other classical pieces. But God, it was beautiful and it was so lovely. What are your thoughts on it? It was it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It was gorgeous. It I, I definitely felt like it gave the the cheap seats something to mm-hmm. something to chew on. Yeah. Um, but it was nice to just center to have like a moment in a, such a intimate aff- like you know, like you said it was an intimate affair, but a moment to feature a like young black Brit. Mm-hmm. You know, like just 
Yes. Just have that moment to just like, and by the way, we have like, this is a young black Brit. Black excellence all around. Yeah, absolutely. Like just, uh, it was so good. And I loved even like the the moment afterwards where they take their carriage ride through the people, you know, like through the town and Mm -hmm. wave at the people and all of that. And like, there was this moment where they were coming back into Windsor castle where Megan kind of like clutched her chest and was like, Ooh, like that was overwhelming. And Mm -hmm. it was just so like charming and you could see that they like genuinely loved each other all day. And Mm -hmm. (sighs) good job, Harry. Yeah. When he says, thanks, pa. Yeah. Right. (laughs) It was like, I'm so lucky. I'm like, bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, you know she. Yeah, well, never mind. I'm not gonna go there. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Check it. But, um. Yeah. No, it was real good. Yeah. I was. I was thoroughly pleased. My moment where I kind of got like, I got a little, <gasps> you know, mm-hmm. was you know after the sermon, after the yeah, <laughs> after the preach, after the cellist. My moment was when. The they came on the national anthem and they sang God Save the Queen. Yes. And she started singing and she was all God Save the Queen. And yeah. I was like, yes, girl, cause cause you know why? Cause an actress prepares. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You you best believe that she's not gonna marry like the second son of a nation and not know the fucking national anthem. For real, for real, for real. And then like the kind of just like that also I felt this moment where it's like, oh, you are now British. Mm-hmm. Like you were American. You yeah. are now British because Well then that's her pledge to like her new nationality, exactly. her new country. And, and yeah. then the Queen's just standing there. She's all like Queen's yeah. just like honor me, fools. She yes. was like, I have heard this song yes. forever. Let's talk about the Queen wearing lime green and purple. <laughs> I mean, the Queen, Queen Elizabeth II. Yeah is 92 fucking years old. She's like, want to know how many fucks I give? Bye. I'm wearing light. And it's like the last, it's the last event that they're going to, her and Philip are ever going to see. It's the, yeah, the last royal wedding. Last royal wedding. For sure. Well, I don't know because one of the, one of Fergie's daughters is engaged, right? One of the sisters. Yeah, but like. That won't be a royal wedding of this scale. I would doubt the queen would go to that. I d- no, I do. Uh, I mean, she's well, one mean, of her like, grandchildren. You know what I mean? Like it's Charlotte, just yeah. With the Fergie is stuff. Is it Charlotte? So. Princess Charlotte, maybe I think is because mm-hmm. that's Be- what that's Andrew's Beatrice. Beatrice, yeah, Beatrice or Charlotte. I think Beatrice. I think is Fergie's daughter. Yes, one of them is getting. Either way, it's mm-hmm. it's one of the Queen's grandchildren. She'll be at the wedding. I just don't know that it'll be an international affair yeah. mm-hmm. with all eyes on it. You know. Yeah. Um. Well, that's because yeah. that's what Andrew's daughter, right? Because Fergie married Andrew. I think so. Yeah. Because it's Charles Anne, or it's Charles uh, and Andrew. I think. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I get them all confused. Yeah. I need to consult the a British family tree. I'm not really sure <laughs> the royals. Um, I was thinking a lot while I was watching the royal wedding that, like, in our lifetime we will probably live to see George's wedding. Yeah. And to see, you know, the next big royal weddings is probably like 20, 30 years away, you know? And that's kind of exciting because, you know, he can't ever, (laughs) I mean, 
If you're next in line for the throne, you're not allowed to be a bachelor friend. No. Like you're we're gonna marry you off to someone. What if it's a gay wedding? What if it's a gay? <laughs> what if it's a gay? What if it's a royal gay? It's a royal gay. The Duke and Duke of something. Oh my god. The Duke and Duke of cocksucker. Oh my god. Like. Well then I was making myself laugh. Why are you turning the royals into I'm porn? Sorry. What's just, wrong with you? I'm I'm thirsty for some ginger. Joe, you are hard up. I am right hard now. up, girl. Oh, God. Sorry. Tonight, you can go home and yank it in the shower to images of Harry. But leave it off of this podcast. We're a family program. You hush your mouth. We are a family program. We are. Hey. Um, You were saying. (laughs) I forgot what I was saying. About gay wedding. Gay royal wedding. George. Gay royal wedding, George. I was just saying that as... As the next heir to the throne, mm-hmm. they're not going to let him like be a bachelor forever. They'll marry him off to someone, right? And we'll be alive for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see the next wedding there, too. Yeah. But Oh, I was going to say this. Um, during the wedding, when they announced them as the, the, Duke, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Yes. I thought, that is fucking difficult to say. <laughs> the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. And then... I tried to say it with a lateral lisp. (laughs) (laughs) And I was making myself laugh so hard for so long. So I'm about to bless you all with it right now. But (laughs) I'm not kidding. For like an hour, I kept cracking up about it. (laughs) It was so funny. So. A lateral lisp is in the back of your mouth, not in the front. So like a lisp, a general lisp is like up in the front of your mouth, right? But a lateral lisp is in the back where there's air gaps between the back of your tongue and your teeth. (laughs) So the difference there. (laughs) Joe is wetting himself right now. I'm sorry, Josephine. I need to do this to you. (laughs) Joe's getting his whole goddamn life right now. Shit. (laughs) <laughs> okay so you haven't even done it yet i haven't even done it yet but I'm, this is where i was at though the night of i was like oh my god it's so good it's so good all right ready so the duke and duchess of sussex <laughs> <laughs> so bad it's like the duchess of sussex <laughs> oh what if that what if she really had a letter list and that was the name they gave her <laughs> The Duchess of Sussex? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so bad. It just seems mean, right? <laughs> it was real, guys. Oh, God, that's awesome. I know. <laughs> and also, folks, you know that, the different, that there's two different yeah, types you know. of lists. Speech and diction with Miss Wendy. Yes. Oh, that Lord should be Jesus. like a theater tongue twister that mm. we teach a bunch of kids. Guess what I'm about to do now? The Duke and Duchess of Sussex. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex. The Duke, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. There you go. There it is. Um, okay. So royal wedding. Uh. Cheers and congratulations to the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Five Our minutes of this endless, podcast. Me endless up. congratulations. It's really. Really good, guys. Um, but I, I loved every second of the wedding. And and kudos all around. And yeah. now, now, guys, we have a black princess. Yeah. We have a black princess. Finally. Yes. Wakanda forever. 
Josephine, I would like you to take our next agenda item. And the last agenda item, because I'd like to talk, I'd like you to kick it off by telling our listener, our tens of listeners, maybe our fives of listeners, let's be, let's be honest, our fives of listeners, our fives of listeners, please tell them what your dream is. My dream, dear listener, and this is one (laughs) of the gayest things I'll ever admit to doing. Mm -hmm. That's not a sex act. Um, (laughs) My dream is to is to be in a situation where Bruno Tognoli of Dancing with the Stars gives me like some sort of fabulous critique where he, I like walk into a room and he's like, Joe, <laughs> starts shaking his finger at me. Maybe Joe. unbuttons an extra button. Joe, but shirt. it's like, you little minx, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Spectacular. Like volcano fire erupting <laughs> from the earth. I just love, I love, I live for all his critique. I love he gets so big and then if it's not good, he's like, well, you know, really, darling. Like, you know, yes. you just, you didn't do this and you cannot lead with the foot. You have a heel lead, but yes. you know, your arms are not flowing. You need to flow. The rumba is about flow and passion. <laughs> Oh, my God. It's so real. I love that he can't give feedback while sitting in a chair. No. He has to lift up. He's always at, like, a demi-releve, getting up out of his chair, like, always half rising out. Just a little bit. Not, like, fully standing at attention, but, like, half, like, encroaching to jump and pray across the table. At the times where you do see the judges when they're doing the dance, because most of the time you're not, you can't, there's no cameras on the judges or that pass by them when they're doing the dance. You, he's like out of his chair, like, and he's also standing, he's sitting right next to Tom Bergeron. So, (laughs) which has got to be great for him. It's the best. Because he's like, probably, you know, they're talking and you can see Bruno counting out steps. Yes. It's so good. It's so good. But yes, dancing with the stars. Thank you for sharing that intensely gay and personal fantasy it's with us. It's just like, you, you, you magnificent phoenix, <laughs> rising from the... Rising a- from the ashes from the in a demi releve you know, Or he'll make some sort of like... You minx. Really like cultural... Like some sort of like really mm-hmm. hokey like pop culture reference. You know, like if it's Disney night or something. Or one time when it was... Uh, it was James Hinchcliffe and Shauna Burgess, and they danced a Paso Doble to the theme from The Walking Dead. He was, <laughs> he was like, Only you made me want to eat brains, or like, <laughs> just like some <laughs> sort of like... It's just so ridiculous. The whole show is so yes. ridiculous. So this season was an abridged season. It was four weeks. Four weeks. It was just four weeks, and it was all athletes. So... Before we get into it, I would like to pull up the roster mm-hmm. of Dancing with the Stars. The roster this do, season. Do, 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 do. Dancing with the Stars. Athletes. Athletes. Because it's it is a <laughs> it is a fact well known among Dancing with the Stars fans that athletes do very well on this show. Uh, they do well because they have the actual physical stamina to withstand mm-hmm. like the amount of the actual choreography, the yeah. long rehearsals, like they do very well. They do. They have historically athletes done really, really well. So the cast of Dancing with the Stars, 
was announced. Uh, are you going to read through it? Or are we going to Are we going to talk about each one as you read through it? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna read through it. Okay. Oh my God, thank you, People Magazine, for posting all this online. I love it so much. Okay. We had, first of all, first of all, I want to pause and talk about the fact that although this is an arts review podcast, Joe and I talk an awful lot about sports when we know <laughs> shit about sports. <laughs> but we talk a lot about like Super Bowl halftimes and like the Olympics were this yeah, year. We had and, a like, lot of sports. We time. have been talking so much sportsing. So just want to mention that it was all too fitting that Dancing with the Stars presented us with a full roster of athletes and we're like, oh good. We're basically really good at sports now, guys. Yeah. We're so, so athletic. We are such athletes. I'm so masked. <laughs> I'm masked for mask. I mean oh God. Okay. So it was a smaller season four weeks and they eliminated two couples every week and the athletes were as follows tanya harding now we all know that i live in zyfaha we love tanya harding tanya harding girl um we had controversial pick because they did have nancy kerrigan on two seasons ago. they did she appeared on season 24 this was season 26 Um, Tanya gets ratings though, you know, she yeah. gets them ratings. She got a movie. Ain't no one making a movie by Nancy Kerrigan. Nobody gives a shit about Nancy. Sorry about it. Uh, we had Adam Rippon. Girl. This is Joe's boo-boo. Girl, he is like, uh, he is just like twink bait for me. Like. <laughs> he is such a glittery popsicle. I know. I'm mm-hmm. just like, I don't know if I want to like go to brunch with him or fuck him. Like. <laughs> Don't both. Know. You both. can have both. I could do both. You can same, do both. At the same time. Too. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could. There's probably a bar in WeHo that would like I'm me. sure. <laughs> okay. Then we had my favorite, Mariah Nagasu. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, you're getting the best, like, Wendy voices right now. <laughs> you're getting lateral list du- Duchess of Sussex. Oh, my God. You guys. <laughs> And Mariah Nag- It's like, oh, hold on. Mariah Nagasin. Oh, Mariah, welcome to the studio. How are you? Hey, Joe, I'm really good. You did the triple axel at the Olympics. I did. Yes. I did. Now go away. <laughs> can't. I can't with her. She also was like a big like face dancer. Like she was a big head bobber mm-hmm. and like face dancer. I'm like, oh, whatever. Mariah, sorry. <laughs> Although the whole season, though, I live for that Carrie Ann and Abba moment where she talked to her mom. Mama son. Mama son. Mama son. Mama son. Mama son. Mama son. And I'm like, oh, that's right, because it's Carrie Ann and Abba. Abba's not a Abba's not a German name, y'all. No, Carrie Ann and Abba went like full on, like, let me communicate. She was like, I'm from Hawaii and I'm half Japanese, girl. Straight up. She's like, me and Mariah's ma, we're peoples. Um, Okay. Jamie Anderson? I don't know what she does in sports. But uh, she's a softball player. No, she, snowboarding. Oh, she is... Uh, no, that's that other girl. They look They look the same. Snowboarding, <laughs> I know. Okay, friends, we have to talk about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! We have to talk about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It is of the utmost importance that we talk about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It was so bad! He was so bad. First of all, he's the oldest contestant that the show has ever had. He's 70 years old. Yeah. And he's seven foot two. The the big the best read they had on his age was when they did the group dance and there was like someone who's actually lived through the- <laughs> yes. Guys, 
at one point it was like fucking like maypole dancing like they literally <laughs> they could have done the safety dance and him the maypole like. he was just in the center like waving his hands back and forth like ja- full jazz hands to the right to the left with like a solid bounce not even a step touch just like a bounce with a jazz hand that's it and yeah. everybody else like cha cha around him. I was like, oh god. They should have given him the choreography from the from the opening ceremonies of the Olympics. Just to have that like, it's a lot of arm choreo. Oh god, it was so His partner bad. was like easily half his size and they like did all these gags where they put her on top of other people cuz she literally like sh- he's the size of two short women. Yeah. Yes. Crazy. Okay, so then we had Arike I don't want to butcher her last name. But she is a um, she's a college football a she's, college basketball player. Mm-hmm. She's the only college athlete to ever have to competed. participate while still in college. Yeah, yeah. So she's, she's Notre Dame's college championship hero uh, and led her team to victory. Um, like buzzer shots and mm-hmm. like two games, and she's like, yeah. "I'm on a red eye. I got a final." <laughs> yeah, and like she's barely 21. So mm-hmm. awesome. Okay. Um, I also respect the I don't want to wear heels. They gave her a lovely, yes. a tasteful kitten heel. She's like, I play ball. Like, I'm not going to be in cha-cha heels. And yeah. and that's right, girl. This is me. Do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kayala Settle. Kayala Settle. Because <laughs> comes yes. out. <laughs> that's right. Fully bearded woman. Yes. She's like, I got you. Okay. <laughs> Chris Mazder. Maz. How does he spell his name? Mazder. Mazder. Mad sir, whatever. The yeah. Z stands for Zaddy. Hey. Yeah. God. Why are you so thirsty tonight? He could get it. He could. He was real hot though. He was real hot. Real I just, hot. I just love a carpeted chest. Hey guys, Chris Master <laughs> won a silver medal at the men's. I can't even say this. Hold on. For what? For Chris what? Master won a men's silver medal in men's singles luge at the Winter Olympics. <laughs> That's really hard to say. (laughs) He was our first. um, He's the first American. He's the first. um, uh, First on Team America to ever receive Mm -hmm. a medal in that category Mm -hmm. in that event. Yeah. I don't want to marginalize people who have speech impediments. I honor you and respect you. I'm also just really good at recreating those sounds in my mouth, too. So there you go. Um, Okay. Jenny Finch. Daigle? Jenny Finch Daigle. She's the softball player. She's the Jesus softball player. That's why. I wonder what that song was. I want to know what song she was going to dance to that was too risque and she had to change it to honor her beliefs. What do you think her song was? Dip it low, bring it up slow. (laughs) A cha-cha to dip dip it low. Dip it low, it up slow. I swear, Dancing with the Stars has done that song before. Yeah. I swear to the, the softball Jesus that that song, I've heard it on Dancing with the Stars I just love the songs before. they pick for the Paso Doble because it's, the Paso is such a like awful theatrical song that makes, it makes mm-hmm. nobody look good. It, not even the pros. And it's just yeah. so, you know. God. Yes. I just, I wonder what that song was. Dip it low. Yeah. Work it up slow. <laughs> Move it all around. Move it all around. <laughs> What is it? Turn it out like your back broke? Yes. Pop, 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 pop that thing. Okay. Uh, Johnny Damon mm-hmm. of Red Sox fame. Red Sox who was fame. the first eliminated. Um, Josh Norman of footballing. He was in the final three. Mm-hmm. 
and not as sexy as Chris Master. Is that it? I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. that's it. Okay, so yeah, we kind of discussed it all as we went through them all. But Tanya Harding, I mean, her redemption story in the ballroom. Yeah, I wish that they gave this season two more weeks. Two more weeks would have been just the right sweet spot. It would have. Because four weeks is yeah. way too short to see any kind of development, but I think that they thought that because they're athletes, they're already coming in strong. Yeah. And this is not the case for our friend, Mr. Jabbar. No. No. No, you always have to have somebody. You have to have you have to have your, you know. Yeah, I, there has to be a scope and a range yeah. and room to grow, of course. You got to have your Maureen McCormick's, you know. Okay. <laughs> Yes. You got to have your Kirstie Alley's. You got to have your Carol Brady's on there. You got to have your Carol Brady's. That's right. One of the last people to dance with Corky Ballas, Carol Brady, right there. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, Who else am I thinking of? Um, Marie Osmond's. You got to have your Marie. Yeah, not as good as Donnie. Donnie won his Donnie, yeah. Donnie did something good. Um, Regardless. You got to have your... Oh my God! Who is the Michael Bolton? Remember your Michael, Michael Bolt- Bolton's? Um, in more recent memory, he's like a politician. Oh God, what's his name? He's the Secretary of Energy. I don't know. Because they, because he was, he was on Dancing with the Stars during the election, and he. Oh, I don't know. Oh God, I don't want to say Rick Santorum because it's not Rick Santorum. I would remember that face. Rick Perry. Oh yes, yes, is Rick Perry? Oh, you gotta have your Rick Perry. Yeah. You know, you got to have your, um, you got to have, uh, your shark tank people who basically <laughs> just molested poor Keo all. And that's the other thing. I like live for the pros because part of me is like every pro except, <laughs> except for Max, it's like a Christian summer camp. Like oh, they're yeah. just so positive. Oh yeah. But Max Schmierkowski is like, this is my show. Yeah. I live for this. Yeah. Done. I'm here. I'm here to own. This is my season. Yeah. I two more weeks. I needed two more weeks to two really see weeks. Tanya shine. Yeah. Uh we need to talk about the fi- the finale. Oh god. Because okay, so Josh the football dude, I mean, whatever. He was in the top 3 because, yeah. you know. Wasn't memorable, but Wasn't memorable, but he's in there. He was probably fucking his partner. There's always got to be one of them too. There's always one of them, mm-hmm. right? There's always a couple where you're like, oh, I know you're fucking your partner. I feel like it could have been because he's like a football player and he brought all his boys and he has, he's a, like a brother. He has only brothers. Like, I feel like it could have been more toxically masculine, but it uh, wasn't. And that's what I appreciated. I will agree with that. I mm-hmm. thought he, he had like a lot of respect for his partner and there was a lot of like love and, and he really like honored the rehearsal process. Um, <laughs> But I was like, oh, he's fucking his partner. <laughs> you know I mean? And Sharna, I would fuck Sharna. Sharna is beautiful. Mm, like I would not. The red hair. Mm. I wouldn't. I love it. So we'll get to Adam in a second. But Tanya. Oh, God. Tanya is now an older woman. But she's still doing it. And fit. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, she's keeping up with herself. Her face, again, I don't want to tear down women, but her face has lived some life. Yeah. Right? She is showing some signs of a hard life. Yeah. And we all know that Tanya Harding has lived a hard life. Um, But, I mean, the Tanya Harding swan song, guys, it was 
uh, she was so emotional throughout all four weeks and just so grateful to have people rooting for her again and to have people like on her side again. And I thought that was kind of so lovely to see that kind of example of human spirit. I loved that so much. And she really did dance beautifully. Yeah, she did. It wasn't she just it us out. like throwing an old lady a bone. Like she danced beautifully. It made you it made you wonder. It made me wonder at least what would have happened if we if all of that bullshit did not go down and she had she could have competed at least one or two more years. Like if she wasn't banned from the art form and the yeah, sport and yeah, exactly. all that she knew. Yeah. But Crazy. yeah. And the final, the final freestyle, it's like it goes either way for me because I'm yeah. really there for the ballroom stuff. The Straight freestyles, up. I, I, the freestyles. If I watch it, I watch it. If I don't, I don't. Mm-hmm. But that freestyle was everything. It's real good. I mean, Homegirl was turning out all her tricks. She was like, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go thinking like, damn. And she did, and I hope that she sat in an ice in a tub full of ice later because I hurt just thinking about how much. But she did like, yeah, she, she did back up like like she did cartwheels and like they grabbed her chach and flipped her. Like, I mean, they did. There were two men that straight up grabbed her by the beaver and flipped her <laughs> over. <laughs> I mean, like not her beef, but like upper inner thighs and like flipped her like. No. Yeah, they were uh, close yeah. enough. Close enough. Close enough to I make mean, her husband go, hey. They were in the kill zone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh, uh, yes. Crazy. Okay. So, Tanya, bless. Yes. We're proud of you, I girl. was not. She was not my favorite going in, but she was my favorite and one of the things I will remember about the show. Like She was my favorite from beginning to motherfucking end. She was not, but I I appreciate the arc and I... And I became a believer that day. I'm really glad that in a season where there were th- four, three, there were three figure skaters mm-hmm. that Mariah Gatsby did not make it to the top three. I'm really glad. Cause I think she was kind of arrogant thinking that she was going to make it to the top three with her bestie, Aaron, Adam, 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 Adam. Why do I call him Aaron? Anyway, uh, I'm really glad that Mariah got booted and mm-hmm. it wasn't her in the top three because I, mm. I will say this. I, I am sad that her partner apparently retired because I love Alan. Alan is her partner. Oh, and I, yeah. I like Alan. Yeah. He's uh, fun to look at mm-hmm. and he's sexually ambiguous. Uh huh. Okay. We need to talk about that clusterfuck of a final <laughs> dance for your boy. <laughs> Scooby-Doo pop pop. Right? What the fuck was that shit? It was so appropriate. It, it was so bad. So so bad. You you would think that in the age of you know in this age of like you know wokeness, that some producer or someone on that set would have been like, you know what, Jenna, maybe you don't want to do. And so I actually I showed that performance to two friends, mm-hmm. and one of one one who like deals with like social justice stuff a lot and the other one who is an Asian person mm-hmm. <laughs> who Asian person who works in theater. Tell and, me all the things. Go. And I was like, what were their I'm takes gonna on present it? this without comment and I need you to tell me what you think. Go. What did they say? And they were like Brass tax. They were go. Like, oh. As it was going in <laughs> I was like, oh, what's that wig? Oh. 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 I need you to see Joe's face like <laughs> pulling back in horror and like continuing to retreat They're into. Like, oh no, Adam, no, no, no. And then they even no. called to mind some things that I didn't pick up. So like, if you haven't already watched this train wreck, like 
you know, Adam Rapon killing it, killing it, killing it, killing it, killing it. First one to get a 10. First one, like, killing it up to this point, these three weeks. And he ends the season with a really toned up And he ended it. Oh, my God. He, like, you know what? Sometimes you don't, maybe you just shouldn't fucking wear a wig, you know? Like, uh-huh. so he had this wig bowl cut. They were in these kimonos. And, like, we paused the video, too. They were like, well, there's no, like, dragons or, like, it doesn't look so like, like it's made it, of they were silk. In, they were already in kimonos. Mm-hmm. So they were already like reaching into appropriative behavior. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then we were like, what's their music choice here? And the music choice was... This reggaeton song called Scooby-Doo Papa. That's the actual name of the song. Oh my God. And So like, it was like reggaeton, but it wasn't... Was it like... Was it Asian K-pop stuff too or no? no? No, that's the song. Like that's the actual... Like the... They did the recording of that song and apparently... Uh, the the song apparently the story of the song is that some the guy who made it like was making fun of another guy rapping who just like was ad libbing and he said Scooby Doo Papa, whatever. Long story short, the song inherently was not Asian, but like then you bring out fans and fans are queer. Fans are queer symbol mm-hmm. too as well, but like. You also had some of the movement where they did kind of the some of the like hoppity hoppity, you know, yes. like on two feet, looking like fucking Mikado, looking. It was very appropriative. Yeah. It felt, is that the right word that I'm using? Yeah. It, yeah. yeah, exactly. It was very cultural appropriation. And like yeah. I, I posted it on a Facebook group that I'm in for a pop culture podcast and people always post stuff about this. And I uh-huh. posted it and I was like, guys, wh- why do I not like this? And then someone in the comments said that, you know, if if it was not cultural appropriation-y, it made me not feel good. Like it made me feel icky. Yeah. And so... Because it, it's reaching there. Because it's and, reaching yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's it's... It's it's yeah. They weren't in like a full kimono with a dragon on it. They didn't play something that had a gong and ting tong wing wong ching chong or anything like mm-hmm. that. But but the wigs did. It was the almost wig. the equivalent of blackface. Exactly. It, it was very. It was very Andy Rooney and Breakfast mm-hmm. at Tiffany's. Yes. It was just like it did not make me yes. feel good. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and like I was surprised that no one was really talking about it. You know, or I felt like there were no think pieces, like no one was calling him out. And all we just watched. So we also watched the finale together. Yeah, together live. And we we don't really can. We try to like do it separately and then record our thoughts. So that way you guys can hear it fresh. That we're discussing it together for the first time. Exactly. But not this one. We were like, you know what? Let's just do it together because we hadn't seen each other in a while. So and we watched it live and And we were like so here for like the whole thing. And then it ended on that number. And the two of us were like the fuck was that like we were so silent we paused it and we're like what in the god's name what in the fuck was that i mean even from the press package before before we saw them dance we were like is he cutting a fucking wig what is he doing yeah what is that it was so wrong so then the end of the dance where we felt icky uh, we were like the fuck like he's gonna get torn to shreds jenna what's her name his partner is gonna get torn to shreds for choreographing and of that. course the first judge that speaks carrie ann anaba right so like get to the judges table and they too were like crickets yeah and it was the first adam rapon at that point had been getting like 10 10 10 10 10 10 10 and all of a sudden it was like and you can't give him an eight like if this was can't. a regular season he would have gone home like yeah they, they would have torn him like, apart what was that, guys? Yeah, yeah I, I feel it wasn't like, cute. I feel like Carrie Ann did it. She did it in a very... 
I like it because she did it in a very um, interesting way. She mm-hmm. never, she didn't explicitly call it appropriation, mm-hmm. but she did say I like... I feel like she should have, though. I feel like it would have been powerful if she had done that. But mm-hmm. she said, you know, I feel like I'm missing something. You've been so good up to this point. Like, it, it the, the way that they do those critiques is sometimes a really great way of, like, it's a masterclass on how to give critiques. Yeah. Because... Like, you know, they, you know that they're not supposed to completely tear them to shreds because it's the finale. But at the same time, like she can, the worst she can do at this point is give him a nine. But like, she kind of called it out without calling it out. She's like, what am I missing? Like, you know, you were so good. You never look at Jenna. She critiqued the dance to the utmost degree. And she, you know, she let him have it a little bit. But I mean, should, she should have just called it for what it was. Mm-hmm. It was icky because you felt like, you know, you know, you felt a little dun 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 dun. dun, dun. Yes. Like, yeah. 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 It was very Mikado. Yeah. Real. Yeah. Although mm. Bruno gave him a ten. Bruno gave him a ten, and I'm like, shame on you for that. I yeah. really felt like Carrie Anne should have named the puppy. Mm-hmm. I think that she was in a position to do so as the first judge to speak. As an Asian as American an woman. Asian American woman, mm-hmm. she was well within her rights and like obliged to be like the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You're offensive, you know, like yeah. name it. But, but I also feel yeah. like you're right though, in mm-hmm. the sense that she, she named it without naming it. Yeah. I don't know. And I asked the, I asked my two friends too. I was like, I was like, watch how she handles this. Mm-hmm. And she could have done more. You always could have done more. Always. Mm-hmm. And it, it just kind of like, not to get up on a soapbox or anything, but it just mm-hmm. kind of gets to the, it gets to this point where you, yeah, you are a queer icon and you, yeah, you are on the record as like not wanting to shake Mike Pence's hand or Trump's hand. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, there is still privilege in your whiteness. There oh, is yeah. still privilege in your cis male-ness. Mm-hmm. Like there's still this privilege that it's like, oh, we're just doing something fun. And I'm like, But yeah. recognize your platform too. Yeah. Recognize the platform. That now people are not just watching you mm-hmm. on ice. People are also watching you on like a nationally syndicated television show. Yeah. Recognize your platform. Yeah, if you had if you had gone out there and you had done like put on a native headdress or something, Mm, oh fuck, it would have been over. It would have been over. It would have been over for sure. Yeah. So it was a disappointing final dance. Yeah, I really, I like now. I really want another season because I need to wash that. I do. I know. But then in the end, he still won. Yeah, Adam won. He still won it. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, man, fuck. You should have given that shit to Tanya. Yeah. That's what I became a Tanya stan at that point. I know. But, I mean, bless her. I bless her sweet baby fi- yeah. I mean. I think the most disappointing thing about it she was. She was still, like, so happy yeah, and joyful. She was very happy. Yeah. She's going to work from this. And mm-hmm. I think the most disappointing thing of it all was the fact that, like, I was not surprised by it like mm-hmm. I was not I was more so I was surprised that it passed I was surprised but I was also like I expect I can expect that from you I could expect that from you have not done anything up to this point that makes me think that that you're beyond that mm-hmm. you're above this kind of yeah. performance I think that had that same dance been done in 80s pop onesie leotards like full onesies, you know what I mean? Like neon makeup, weird hair that was not mm-hmm. suggestive or Asian. I think that that could have been an entirely different like Vogue type performance. Yeah. You could have done a voguing it, thing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. mm-hmm. It was just, 
Man, choices, guys. Choices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Tati. Choices. Thanks. Um, so, friends, this brings us to the end. This is one of our longer episodes. That is we've it had. really? I didn't realize that we were going to have this much to see about. I, I was like, when we were approaching, I was like, okay, we're, we're, at a good, we're at a sweet spot. And then we just kept going. And I'm like, fuck, well, that's fine. I'm listen, good. it's been a minute. We've been away for a while, friends. But listen, we're back. And we're next back. month, we're coming at you with the Tony Awards. Yeah. We're coming at you with Tony Awards. We're going to be talking. I want to talk about what the song of the summer is going to be. I w- oh. I want to know what the song. Right now, I'm feeling like Megan Trainer is our girl for that. Like, she always has a good summer jam. She always has a good body positive, let me hook it the fuck up Because we're coming off jam. of Despacito, okay? This is true. But Megan Trainer always got that feel-good jam when you're in mm-hmm. spin class. Like, yes, I got mm-hmm. a big booty, but I'm still working it. Yes. If. I was you. I want him. Yes. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And like, uh-huh. You know I'm thick, but you still want me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Megan Trainer. I'm all, yeah. I'm here for her. And we'll also be coming to you. We'll be recording an episode after, at the end of Pride Month. That's right. Yes. That's right. So we're going to be talking about all things gay. The Joe's gay. gay corner. Yes. Will be a whole gay month. Exactly. My gay corner will have prolapsed into a whole thing. <laughs> It'll be great. You are so wet right now what did i say about uh, we you know we don't have time to talk about it but we did watch also the recording of the billboard music awards and (laughs) and dua lipa came on and wendy was like so dua lipa is a man and i said no a woman so dua lipa is a woman i I had no idea what dua lipa was i was like (laughs) i'd never even heard the phrase i was like so dua lipa is a woman and i was like yes dua lipa is a woman but more than that she's an idea (laughs) And she looked at me and was like, get, get out. I was like, that's the gayest shit you've ever said, ever. Get out of my house. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the gayest shit ever, mm-hmm. ever it's is coming. coming at you next month. Um, yeah, we got Tony Awards. We got Pride Month. Yeah. And we're going to do we're going to do it like Bet and Barry Manilow. We're going to do it from inside a bathhouse. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> what else is coming up next month? Next month, there is going to be the finale of Drag Race. Uh, the finale of Drag Race is uh-huh. coming up. Um, Ocean's Eight is coming Ooh. out. Uh, there's some. There's a really cool horror film that I'm going to save for when Joshua and I talk about it. Um, it's coming out. There's some movies coming out, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, Ocean's Eight right now. Uh, the finale of Drag Race, and it'll be nice to see what kind of. What like Levi's will probably release their like Pride collection. Uh-huh. You know, it'll be nice to see what kind of art comes from that. Cool, and we'll see what uh, the administration doesn't say <laughs> about the month. <sighs> Jesus Christ, yeah. guys, we're all going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, but we'll have a good time when we're there. Yeah. Um. Hey, our fives of Untitled Friends. Mm-hmm. We're really glad you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate you. We do until June. Bye. Goodbye.